0: Miss soraya and i'm yasmin and this is the souls not souls pod where two unapologetic sisters dismantling mental health stigma one conversation at a twaima oh that was very jersey Ooh, isn't it why i was inspired by the hoops that you're wearing right now
1: oh they're big hoops you know
0: what yeah. they say the bigger the hoop <laughs> the bigger the slut
1: what? <laughs> no, I was going to say the bigger the hoop, the more likely she's from Jersey. Wow, Soraya. Mind out of the gutter. No one has said anything about hoes. What? That is literally the uh, the literal
0: saying for that is the bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. Oh, I know that, but I just There's don't want to scandalise. There's some holes
1: in the house. There's some holes in this house. Don't want to scandalise our listeners. <laughs> like, you know, come on, they're innocent. No. No, they're fine. not. If they know us, they're not. <laughs> Well, uh, we have a really special episode today for all of you guys. Um, so, recently, my darling sister, Soraya, uh, found out that she is autistic.
0: Well, it I went to a psychiatrist, so I went on to an initial consultation to yes. talk to her. Um, and pretty much... Going by my developmental history and other struggles that I've had in the past, mm-hmm. um, in her expert opinion, I am autistic, uh, or I am on the autism spectrum, Yes. so pretty much uh, where we go from here is that I have to go through the actual test to get, one, the final diagnosis to see where exactly I am on the spectrum. Yeah. I'm assuming because of how I am, I'm more, more likely high-functioning. Yeah. Uh, secondly, it's also for if I ever need aid in the future, which being a female as I get older is going to be a bit more difficult with me dealing with my autism, so I probably will need some aids in the future, and the government needs that uh official yeah that official diagnosis to say that but she said to me i could go one of two ways um i could either take the information that she gave me and just go yep that's how i identified i don't need the test to tell me that i am or that i'm not i know that i am
1: yeah
0: which i think yes yes i do know that i am but also she said or you could go the other end where you're you know i have other like clients who are very black and white they need that paper to say yes they are definitely and show to people yeah and she asked me, "What camp do I fall in?" I said, "Definitely the black and white." I need, like, I need the official thing. And she goes, "Yeah." I gathered that from our discussion today. So <laughs> yes, I'm. I, you know, I know that we will go from here and do the official testing. So next round of testing is uh, next week. Um, so yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, it's going to be a two-hour test. Apparently, it's really intense, and sometimes people don't finish it. Wow. Don't know what it involves at all, so that's a little bit daunting.
1: Reading, writing, arithmetic?
0: No, I don't know what that sort of test, but you know, it, it's, it's funny that you think that, but no, um, also as well, after that, I have two one-hour tests. Well, I have another one-hour test after that, and I think the one hour after that will be like the full assessment, and I'll get the feedback and everything, yeah. but she already said to me that yes, I am on the spectrum, um, yeah. but they just have to go through this testing to make it official. Yeah.
1: There's a a lot going on there.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, very, very hectic. Um, I have learnt more about myself in the past week and a bit uh, Mm. than I have in my 28 years (laughs) uh, circling the sun.
1: (laughs) And I think, like, in the past week and a half, since you've had that sort of, like, initial consultation and stuff like that, your confidence has, like, shot through the roof.
0: Yeah, because I think now, like, I know who I, I truly am and, like, I actually have, I guess I just have that recognition of like who I am as a person, yeah. as in, like, you know, I've been trying to force myself to fit into the, uh, as they call it, the neurotypical box, which are people who do not have autism are considered neurotypical. Okay. Um, and instead, I'm neurodiverse, so things that work for neurotypical people is not going to work. Mm. For me, Yeah. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I have to work in different ways. You're different. Yeah. And it's just pretty much going forward now, uh, analyzing um, all the stuff that I need to change sort of in my life to make my life easier. Yeah. Um, and going through that process, which is a little bit daunting because, you know, being on the spectrum, I do already uh, not deal with change very well. Yeah. But these are things that I need to do in order to have a fulfilled and, in my opinion, successful life. And also achieve the things that I want to achieve.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, So just quickly just because like i don't know how much our listeners know about autism the autism mm-hmm. spectrum do you want to give like a really brief rundown or do you have a detailed rundown what do you got for me yes yeah,
0: so um, i've got notes today oh you've got notes <laughs> you've got receipts so um autism is a developmental disorder which affects a person who has a by impairing their ability to communicate and interact uh with their surroundings as well as other people in social situations okay. uh, these things can include difficulty with communication hard time socializing sensory sensitivity, being obsessive, and repetitive behaviours. Um, it affects every person who has been diagnosed with it differently, and that's why we refer to autism as autism spectrum, as a spectrum differs, uh, differs from person to person. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, this spectrum is also referred to as low-functioning or high-functioning. Low-functioning meaning these are usually people who are diagnosed with a it, who probably have issues uh with verbalizing and talking and stuff like that so usually you'll find low functioning um autism autistic people tend to have uh uh, can sometimes be mute or they just don't communicate whatsoever yeah
1: i've seen that before
0: as high functioning uh, or on the other end of the spectrum where they do and it's usually referred to as asperger's syndrome but now they don't it that anymore they call it autism too because it's like the high functioning section um which i think probably i would be sitting in because i can you know communicate and talk and stuff yeah but um yeah there's been and if you're wondering like why uh i got diagnosed at such a late time in my life um only in the last couple of years are more women getting diagnosed with autism there okay. are people who women who have been diagnosed with autism in their 70s in recent wow, years like their 70s yeah so they're obviously so this is a a disorder that they're affected by their entire life um but predominantly like before uh and we did like a survey on uh our, our instagram, our instagram yes, yes. um and some people didn't know that it affects uh women
1: differently from men yeah, I didn't know that until you started looking into it. You started doing research because we've got people in our family that are on the autism spectrum, yeah. but they're all men. Yeah. So I never really thought anything different.
0: Yeah, and uh, and that's the thing because it affects women differently. So people have this idea of what autism looks like. So the misconception about autism that pe- a lot of people have is that they are male, predominantly yep. males. Yeah. Um, the only time they have ever been picked up in the past if they're female is because they're mute. Or they're nonverbal
1: right
0: yeah um you know that you know they're obsessed with trains or science or other technical so things they have like a, a specific um obsession obsessions so they usually yeah. it's more on like the tech like technology side so for example like julian who's my partner who's also on the spectrum but he has um asperger's or autism too yeah. he's obsessed with computers yeah. And how things work, and yeah. machinery and stuff. That's the thing that he's obsessed with. Like I remember a story that his mum told me about how, whenever they used to get a new appliance, Julian didn't care about the new appliance. He cared about the manual that came with it because he wanted uh, to learn everything about the manu- like about the machine.
1: That's cute.
0: Yeah. So like stuff like that. That is diff- very different interests, and that's what a lot of people think. That's what the interests are. Um. So, also as well is that they have difficulty in talking or completely nonverbal, which is what I mentioned before. Yeah. They lack empathy, which, you know, some people on the autism... A lot of people on the autism spectrum do lack empathy because they have a hard way of connecting to feelings or emotions. They don't understand them.
1: Yeah, okay. I understand, yeah. Um,
0: And they also can't adapt to change. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, and they freak out if they um, adapt to change. Now, it... That's... Main those main points are how it affects mainly how it affects males right so the way that it affects females um is very very different Mm -hmm. sometimes obviously you have crossover and the similarities and some low functioning females will have majority of sort of like the male side yeah side of it um but yeah that's why so many females have been either misdiagnosed Mm -hmm. Or not diagnosed whatsoever because, say, for example, like I'm looking at you now and I'm giving you eye contact. Yes, you are. Yeah. but I that's, appreciate it. I feel yeah. very uh, attended. Yeah. But that's because I'm constantly focusing on I have to give you eye contact.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. so so it's like a learned behavior. Yeah, yeah, a, 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 yeah, Not not forced, but like, yeah. Is it is it a forced behavior?
0: It is, called and we'll get into that more later on. But gotcha. so, gotcha. Uh, one of the three three main reasons why um, women are misdiagnosed or not diagnosed at all mm-hmm. um, is that they do a few things. So one, they can um, they can experience empathic attunement. Uh, the other it, thing, they can
1: experience what? Sorry,
0: empathic attunement. We'll get into that Okay, too. thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, they also um, mask or script. Okay. And the final thing is that their special interests are obviously very different from what males usually, usual special interests are, which are like, you know, your obsessive interests. Yeah. In. Okay. Sorry, I'm
1: just putting two and two together about what I know about you and
0: what I'm hearing now. I'm
1: yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, um, empathic attunement, going back to that. Thank you. Yep. According (laughs) to Tony Atwood, who is the world-leading expert in autism, especially in women, and he's based here in Australia, which is pretty awesome. Oh, hey, man. Yeah. What's going on? Due to being quite sensitive, some women on the spectrum don't have a lack of empathy, but instead are over-empathic. Okay. So this is known as empathic attunement. This pretty much means they take on the emotions of the people they are around... But because they are sensitive, these feelings are amplified. Ah. This is beyond their control. That is why it is dangerous for them to be around people who are toxic with their emotionality.
1: Oh, my God, my mind is blowing. <laughs> Can you hear my mind exploding? <laughs> wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. Wow. So
0: how many times have I said in the past that I can't be around certain people because they're super toxic and, I like, I feel shit being around them?
1: Oh, um uh a lot understatement a lot
0: yeah a lot yeah and (laughs) and the the thing is like i have um experienced points in my life in the past where uh where i've been around those negative people and then my depression heightens
1: yeah absolutely because they're
0: super depressed and i take on that feeling but then i get really frustrated with myself and upset and uh get very emotional even more emotional because i don't understand why i'm depressed because i can't link it to anything and this is this is beyond like you know my trauma that i've had in the past this is just like sometimes i think now realizing i have gone through yeah dealing with my trauma yeah um but like lately i felt like uh that it's been like really really Bad, my depression, but that's because I have been around people who have Have been been super negative and toxic with emotionality, and that's what confuses me more and makes me more frustrated because I don't understand why I'm depressed. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and this is something that I can't control. The only way I can control this is to keep
1: away from those type of yeah, absolutely people. So it's like kind of like your your depression is heightened because (laughs) you're around such toxicity, yeah, and then you get super frustrated with yourself. And then it's like a really vicious cycle.
0: Mm. And that's why a lot of women with autism sometimes get um, diagnosed with bipolar because... Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. So pretty much what happens is like they have their super, super lows because they've been around people who are super toxic
1: Yeah. Um, or
0: the other end of the spectrum where they've been around people who are super positive and they take that on and they're super, like they're hot, like they're super duper. Yeah. Cause positive. I've
1: yeah. noticed like, I mean, I've known you my entire life. Mm. So I've noticed patterns where sometimes you'd be super, super low and then super, super high. And I would always think I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand. I was always, like, a bit concerned. Mm. I knew you had depression, so I thought it was because of that. Yeah. But that is fascinating. Yeah.
0: And it also uh, explains why I got so panicky at the start of this pandemic. Because everyone had that fear, yeah. and everyone I talked to had this fear. Yeah. Now I don't feel it as much anymore, because everyone's just like, whatever, I don't, we don't give a fuck anymore, pretty much. Yeah, everywhere. like, everyone's used to it. Everyone's, everyone's used to it, yeah, to it, but at the start of it, because not much was known about it, yeah, like, everyone was freaking out, and I could not sleep, I, I think I, I spent, I think within a two-week period, I probably had, like, four hours sleep or five hours sleep because I could not sleep because I was so
1: fucking anxious. Yeah. Um. It doesn't help that our mother is a very anxious individual. And, like, even I, like, talking to her, being around her at the start of this pandemic, my anxiety peaked. And I know she was calling you every day. So I yeah. can only imagine yeah. that that wouldn't have helped and, either. Yeah. And
0: also working in retail, I'm constantly... Yeah. So. Another thing too, like being in retail, um, I have to like really, really watch myself because you know, when I have an aggressive customer come towards me oh, fuck. I get very aggressive. Like I try like obviously I keep a professional with them. Professional but when, aggressive. Yeah. But when like <laughs> I stand my ground and stuff like that. But yeah. when they, they leave, that aggression comes on because I don't have to like be professional anymore so it sort of sits
1: with you and amplifies yes, it's and amplifies wow. and i just want to
0: punch it <laughs> You've, yeah, yeah yeah
1: that's understandable man
0: yeah so yeah that's that's one one way that women haven't been um diagnosed properly or not diagnosed at all, at all because there's this misconception that people with autism don't understand emotions and don't understand um and are not like empathetic empathetic uh like, Which is yeah. not true in a lot of women. Uh, I still struggle with... I have to have someone tell me how they're feeling. Like, if, straight out? Yeah, if their body language is not showing me that. Because yeah. the thing that wrecks me is, like, when someone says I'm fine, when, like, their body language is saying the other, and my brain... And I get very anxious because of that, because I can't... Yeah. Like, it's just, like, what you say that, but your body language is saying something else. Yeah. Um. So yes, I still don't understand emotions on that sort of thing, yeah. And I don't pick up on on those things. And yeah. sometimes I read into things more than what usually people usually do because the way that they're like the person's acting towards me, I think that they're mad at me when they could be mad at something else, else entirely, right? Yeah. Right. Cool. Um. So yeah, that's how I struggle with emotions. But yeah, empathic intuition is something that a lot of women women do.
1: Wow. Yeah. How many times is my brain going to explode throughout this episode, Sarah? Probably. probably a lot. It's, it's a small brain, so I don't yeah. know how, how we're going to go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so next up, we've got masking and scripting. All right, tell me about masking and scripting. Okay. So according to the experts such as Tony Atwood, good old Tony. Good one, mate. Um, and Sarah Hendricks, uh, who is an amazing woman. She wasn't diagnosed with autism until she was 42. Wow. And by that point, she had already written five books on autism. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How does that work? Because because like obviously like yes you can identify things in yourself but obviously being too close to the situation. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, what masking and scripting is? Um, women with autism do a thing called masking and is one of the main reasons women are misdiagnosed with other disorders such as borderline personality disorder, or are never diagnosed masking involves a person with autism to hide their differences by mimicking neurotypical behaviours so as we said before people who don't have autism are neurotypical so to seem normal um, they copy their behaviours or they try hard not to do things that are deemed not normal they try to hide their eccentricity to fit in as women with autism all they want is to have friends and acceptance which is not as important as males on the spectrum this Mm. is also subconscious ah yeah Things that I do that are a form of masking is practicing how to greet people in my head before I do it. Aww. When I'm, yeah. When I'm cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, working in retail, I really struggle. Like, I have to, like, constantly build myself up. Yeah. It probably doesn't seem like that. I probably seem cool because I've hit it so well. Yeah. But I'm practicing, like, two to three times before I approach the person on how to greet them.
1: Wow.
0: Um, and I also go through scenarios in my head on how they might respond. Um, and oh, then to how prepare I might yourself? yeah to prepare myself with the interaction. Wow, okay. Um, and when they say something completely different to me, mm-hmm. um, I you thrown off? I'm thrown off, like completely yeah, thrown off, yeah. and I like stutter and I kind of like because my brain is like on okay they're probably going to say this like usual thing because I work in a collectible shop yeah usual things like oh my god this place is amazing like yeah and i go oh no isn't it like that's what i say every time i sound like robotic i have the same reply to those people every single time yeah but then i'm also really self-conscious about sounding like a robot so say for example oh, oh my God, you poor thing. <laughs> so say for example when someone comes into the shop mm-hmm. and someone else in a different group comes in after them I have to go okay I have to say something else I have to say a different greeting because if I say the same greeting they're gonna think like I'm just repeating what I said to that person it's not gonna seem personable Aww. and like like that's constantly going through my mind
1: yeah um, you don't want to look like a retail robot yeah exactly
0: yeah so yeah, I go through scenarios in my head so I'm prepared for social interact- uh, interactions. Um, I also practice jokes in my head and I think sometimes they're funnier in my head than what they are, but when I relay it I forget how I've said that joke in my, in my head Yeah, um, and it doesn't come off funny and then I don't get the reaction that I'm looking for and then I feel, like, so shit afterwards because I'm like, I practiced this in my head over and over again. And, where did I... and I'm like, oh, where did I fail? Where did I fail in this Aww, joke? You're always funny. <laughs> um, and I also practice on ways to approach or talk about a topic to start conversation. Like, yeah. I, I, f- I find it easy in social interactions being introduced to someone and having, like, a buffer there, oh, which... I'm the same. Yeah.
1: Um, Mine's social anxiety, though. I'm not aligning myself with you. <laughs> <laughs> I <I'm> social anxiety. <laughs>
0: um, I yeah. can't walk up to people and approach them, like, say, for example, being an artist at a gallery that just, and, in, like, s- mum used to always, like, push me, but, like, you need to, you need to, like, network, network, network. And I'm like, how? How do I network? I don't know what to say to these fucking people. Network?
1: What do you mean, network? Um,
0: And if anyone who's in the art field in Melbourne, uh, you know how shut off a lot of artists can can be um they pretty much shut you down like if i go to them oh so how did you do that it's just like that's my secret and i'm like okay i
1: I don't know cool, bro.
0: (laughs) And, and i'm just like okay i don't i don't know how to like go forward with this conversation i'm like oh okay back away yeah pretty much and that's all i can really do um i also force myself to smile at people especially working in retail like, I always had to be personable and happy and stuff, when really I don't want to. You know what's funny, actually?
1: Because I've always, like, I've hung out at your, like, places of work often. Yeah. And I've often, like, I'll just be like, I'll just hang out here, you do you, I'll wait for you. And I've seen the switch. Like, you see someone and it's just like, you're an entirely different person. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, hi, how are you? And I'm like, where the fuck does she come from? Yeah,
0: because I'm not that <laughs> type of person. Um, and also, I always focus on got to keep eye contact got to keep eye contact but then i notice sometimes that people feel uncomfortable with my eye contact and i'm like oh my god i must be like a weirdo right now like what i'm doing to you right now i'm I'm sorry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and i just and like i see and i'm like okay i can't oh wait no i can't look at them oh they're getting really uncomfortable and then i get that's constantly going through my head in interactions with people especially people i don't know yeah the more i get to know people the more used to i am and how i can be around them um But, yeah, so they do these things because they want to be seen as cool and normal. You're cool and normal. (laughs) If you say so. (laughs) Um, And when I don't understand why I would be considered cool or make me feel like shit because it's not what I wanted. In terms of, like, doing things. What do you mean? So, say, for example, like, doing things in, in, like, social, like, you know, drinking a lot to not seem weird. weird. Party! Party! Since I stopped partying, how often do I drink? I never drink anymore. Like,
1: you never do. Like, I don't
0: hang around people that drink a lot. You
1: hang around me, I drink a lot. Yeah, but I don't feel the need to drink to nah, impress you're, you. You're comfortable with me. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, drinking as a, a sort of way to, like, yeah. make social situations comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Help um, your brain relax.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, it just... And the long-term effects of masking... Is that I'll become super exhausted. Yeah. Which I'm already feeling, working in retail for the last 10 years, I'm already feeling super, super
1: exhausted. I'm struggling yeah. more and more. Well, it's like a second full time job, isn't it? Because well, you're putting all this effort and work into being, you know, this person.
0: Yeah, and Julian can't understand, like, when I get home, why I don't want to go out for dinner. It's yeah, just like I have, bonked. I have no, no energy, especially if I've been dealing with people who have been, like, very problematic all day. It just takes all the all the energy out of me, especially, like, when I said before about being professional in aggressive situations. That yeah, takes definitely. a lot out of me to, to stay professional because yeah. in what I really want to do is tell the person to go fuck themselves.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of toxic yeah. retail customers. Don't yeah. be that person. Yeah. Um, Don't be
0: that person. Go fuck themselves. And I... But I can't do that, because I'll get fired. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know. I'm starting to get to that point where, like, I just don't care anymore. (laughs) Would it be
1: that bad? I mean, really. But, yeah,
0: and uh, the problem with masking over a long-term, like, period of time is that uh, women, as they get older, they'll struggle more and more with masking because it's going to take more and more energy out of them. Because already when you're getting older, you have less and less energy. Yeah. Right? So constantly, I'm constantly running my mind into the fucking ground yeah. on a daily basis. I'm constantly getting burnt out. Yeah. I'm constantly getting sick, which is very common with women on the yeah, spectrum of Yeah, have with a masking. shit
1: immune system. Yeah, and it's because I'm constantly burnt out. It, can I ask, mm-hmm. probably off the cuff, do you reckon that's why you get sick when we go on holidays so often?
0: No, I get sick when we go on holidays because we we've gone into winter somewhere and I have asthma
1: oh yeah forgot, <laughs> yeah forgot about that carry on
0: <laughs> so yeah um and the other problem is as well is that a lot of people lose their sense of self they don't know who they really are
1: yeah that's upsetting yeah
0: because they're constantly um
1: putting on a persona yeah yeah
0: they're constantly changing themselves and that's why these women get because when when with some testing they are uh, the testers they mm-hmm. observe the female, the female with autism. Mm, okay. Uh, or psychiatrists psychiatrist observes someone with autism, and because they're constantly changing their personality, they're like, oh, they have borderline personality disorder. Oh, that's shit. Yeah, so a lot of women, if you ha- have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, it might be worth, and you don't feel like that fits you, it might be worthwhile asking for an autism uh, consultation, because it might be that you are on the spectrum. So, yeah, yeah that's why, like, a lot of women uh lose a sense of their self because they actually don't know who they they really they really really are
1: i've i've been Mm. fortunate
0: enough to not have that many friends (laughs) i like as terrible as that as that sounds
1: (laughs) wow you really you really threw yourself under the bus no no no
0: as terrible as terrible as that sounds i think that's sort of been my sort of saving grace because i know the things that i like Mm. Um And I hang around the people that I want to hang around with because I can be myself yeah. with them. And I, I've already been sub- subconsciously mm. doing that. um But, yeah, working in retail, I think long-term, I don't think I pr- would have another year in me, to be honest with you. I don't think yeah. I'd do it anymore because, like, I've just had the last two days off and I'm still feeling exhausted from it. Yeah, that's true. You know true. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just I have no energy and... I want to achieve things in my life with my art and, you know, this podcast and, uh, you know, with history, going back to uni with history and, uh, I feel like work is getting in the way because I never have energy when I come home.
1: Yeah. Because you're constantly being someone else. Yeah. 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 That makes total sense. Like I don't
0: want to, like it's been, I have had a bit more energy at the moment because, you know, masks i don't have Physi- to smile
1: physical masks
0: <laughs> physical masks. are helping your masking i help in my masking that's fucking ironic i don't have to smile at people
1: <laughs> well there you go exactly
0: exactly wow thanks yeah. covid yeah <laughs> so um the next topic as to why women are misdiagnosed or not diagnosed uh, is because they have de- very like females have very different special interests
1: Yes, we were talking about beforehand, men are like more mechanical, Mm. your partner used to read like manuals for appliances and stuff, what's the go with women?
0: So, Sarah Hendricks likens the special interests of autism in males and females as boys with autism are little professors, as women with autism are little psychologists.
1: Wow! Yeah. Okay. I've said wow a lot this episode. <laughs> Our listeners are going to be like, "Okay, as when we get it, you're surprised."
0: <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. So, so compared to males on the spectrum who are usually into stuff like trains, video games, and science and other technological technological stuff, yeah. or like maths and that, yeah, females with autism's uh, special interests usually center around how people think, their behaviors, as well as expressions.
1: Oh, ding, ding, ding! Like your obsession with serial killer, yep,
0: yep. That's why you'll find a lot of women on the spectrum special interests include art, true crime, and psychology.
1: Wow, yeah. I, listeners are gonna get so sick of me. <laughs> so, for me, it is art, true crime, yeah, history, yeah, tattoos, yeah,
0: and of course, Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I, fucking love
1: Pride. <laughs> I just like with you. I find that those, like, those are your exact niches. Like, mm. you're an artist. You have your own, like, you have your own uh, shop with your art pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, You, I mean, I'm in your study right now. Hashtag uh, social bubble. Um, and there is just, like, art everywhere. But there's also books about history, about true crime. There's, I feel like I'm in your brain right now. But you've always been like this. Mm. I remember when you were a kid, you are obsessed with ancient Egypt nothing else would do absolutely nothing we've still got books at home about mummies and stuff
0: yeah I uh and I still got some of them still I took some of them with me like the ones that are actually mine I see month. that I yeah, know yeah, that yeah. one <laughs> yeah, yeah um and I still got my statues from when I was like a kid so yeah. like my special interest as a kid was like history and ancient Egyptians because I, I the thing that um the reason why I love history and obsessed with history and true crime is because I well especially history is just how people connect with the world so i mm-hmm. love things that have deep like ancient egyptians or greeks they have like you know their myth and their religions yeah. that help them connect with with the world around mm-hmm. them and that's something that's always always interested in me and just the stories behind them like even though i'm not religious yeah biblical tales mm-hmm. and like theology really interests me because of how people connect, yeah, with those things and the stories are like super fascinating. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Um, but yeah, just even just to, like how humans work and mm. learning from their mistakes, so then you know we as humans don't repeat in- them in the future, and that's the thing that I find most important, yeah, about history. But yeah, like when I was a kid, um, did you, did mum ever tell you like when I was a kid at six, mm. uh, I nearly failed reading? No, because I yes, refused. No. Even though I was way, way above my age in
1: reading. Yeah, mum loved us reading. Like, she took us to the library all the time. um,
0: Because I was way above age in... Like, because I refused to read the readers. Because it had nothing to do with ancient Egyptians. She had to sit me in front of the teacher and the principal at the time. Yeah. And put a ancient egyptian is like a in front of me and i was reading words like papyrus and hieroglyphics and stuff and they're like okay so she actually has a very extensive vocabulary way older than what she actually is but she doesn't want to read what she is reading
1: yeah those readers were beneath you You you're like i'm smarter (laughs) than this i know papyrus i know hieroglyphics okay (laughs) don't fuck with me with these readers all right you peasants
0: but yeah that's that's um yeah, so, like, you know, and, you know, when we were kids, mm. you know, our grandmother would take us to, like, the $2 shop, and all, like, the cousins would be buying, like, toys and shit, and here's me in, like, the statue section, and I found, like, an ancient Egyptian statue, and I'm like, I want this. This one. Yeah. <laughs> this one, nothing else. Yeah, like, this one. I'm like, I don't care about these little toys, I just care about my little statue that's, like, you know, of Tutankhamen, and... So freaking cute. Yeah, and that's why, like, you know, mum... I was pretty lucky, because mum, you know, actually... Mum loved it. Mum frosted it. She yes. was like, look at my kid, man. Yeah. Like, I was obsessed with, like, Where's Wally and Horrible Histories yeah.
1: and Come San Diego and I stuff. I was going to say, I just remembered the thing with, like, Horrible Histories. Like, I, you know what? I am more intelligent for having been the second child <laughs> after you. Because I remember, like, waking up and, like, when I was seven, reading the Horrible Histories with my breakfast. But I also remember that, if you hadn't read it already, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy, was I going to get in trouble. Yeah,
0: I didn't like it. I still have them. Yeah. They're still, yeah. like, they're over there in that little... I will never get rid of them. I'm actually sad that I don't have the full collection, but i that's probably the next thing I'm going to work on is to get the full collection. But I need to have the full collection that comes with the timeline as well as the cards because that's yeah. what they used to come with. So I've got the folder with the timeline. Yeah. And then I've got the little tin for the, the cards. So I need the cards to come with the magazines. You with. nerd. Um, I've also got my Where's Wally ones just underneath there in their binders. Yeah. I don't have the full set. I need to get a replacement of the ancient Egyptian one. Oh, my well, because you went through it so bad. It doesn't have the cover anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's for, like, the staples are not, like, the staples wow. are just not connected anymore. Would, um, you, uh,
1: would you say you're a bit obsessed, Saraya? Just a touch. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's why, like, um, because there's this misconception that, you know, people with autism are obsessed with maths and science and all that. Mm. Um as females are like, I'm not, in, like, I'm not, and, and that's the thing as well, is that a lot of their special interests are considered quite normal for someone, so...
1: Yeah, I'm obsessed with true crime and history. I mean, not to your degree, but. But, but...
0: but even little girls, little girls can be obsessed with, like, cats. Yeah. Or, like, rabbits. Or, um like this like a band like the (gasps) spice girls horse girls horse girls yeah but remember when i was a kid how obsessed i was with horses and like i was so determined for us to get a horse yes um you know i was obsessed with the spice girls yeah you were i was also obsessed with um s club seven and stuff like that so those are but like the obsessions are like on a on a 10th 10th degree like how much stuff did i have spice girls related A lot, yeah, a lot.
1: I remember when we moved to Geelong and we got land, and you were like, "This is it! I'm getting a horse." Yeah. And Mum and Dad put you at like some horse school because you were so obsessed. Or some horse school school to take care of a horse for a day, and only then did the horse obsession die because it became (laughs) real. Yeah, because I was just like,
0: the idea of the horse is amazing. I just don't want to do the work for it.
1: Oh, effort. (laughs) Pretty pretty modest effort. But yeah, you were obsessed, obsessed, Mm. obsessed. Yeah, it's unreal.
0: Yeah, so, and that's the thing, a lot of their obsessions are considered or special interests are considered normal in females because all other girls are into that. But that's because they probably got into it because they wanted to fit in with people.
1: And then, kind of like with the amplifying stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, so for example, my cousin Natalie, if you're listening. Hey, Nat, we
1: love you. Number one fan. She always jumps on our episodes as soon as they come out.
0: Yeah, so, uh, I was obsessed with horses because you were obsessed with horses and I wanted to be really close to you. And that's the reason why, <laughs> because she used to always go to like horse riding and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, I want to be into horses too. Cause you know, then we'll be closer. I remember, mm.
1: like, this was a long time ago. I was little, but I remember the freaking fight you natalie you and natalie had with our other cousin about who was who when you were impersonating the saddle club girls
0: oh and natalie always backed me up yeah that, i was stevie
1: yeah because you fuck and, off. You, and, <laughs> you and natalie were like real like into it the yeah. other one was just there and wanted to be number one for no reason
0: yeah because she was the oldest and had to like you know put her two cents in <laughs> shut up yeah <laughs> <laughs> oldest schmoldest okay yep. So that's why, like, my my favourite things, um, I'm, like, obsessed obsessed with them. Like, I've watched already this year the BBC Pride and Prejudice 17 times.
1: That's a good number.
0: Yeah. Um, I have been trying to stop myself from watching it again recently. Oh, pish posh, watch it. Oh, well, I watched Vicar of Dibley again for, like the seventh time this year too so and then i'm just like but i need to watch new girl i have to watch that for like the 10th time
1: is it is it amplified because of the pandemic because i know i've watched archer at least six times during this pandemic
0: no this is my usual Cool. This is how I usually am. That's why like I don't really watch new series that yeah, that much. Like I watch the same thing over and over again and I put it as, oh well, I watch it like when I'm like doing stuff and you yeah, know yeah, because true. I watch it so many times. It's a
1: lie. I'm not doing shit. I'm still I'm just watching <laughs> it. You've lied to me for years. <laughs> like I've been trying to get you to watch Mad Men for so it's never long happen. I have no
0: fucking interest in it. Oh,
1: it's so good. You would love it. It's no. very historical. No, 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 no. I'm not interested. John a hottie. I'm not
0: interested in mid-century bullshit okay i just don't care for it 60s yep mid-century don't care for it boo but uh one thing that um the trouble is with females on the spectrum and yeah. not uh being diagnosed yeah um so a lot of them are diagnosed with depression and anxiety because they have all those symptoms yeah. um but the problem also is is that females With autism gonna Mm -hmm. blow your mind again oh yeah i'm ready are the worst for suicide ideization what do you mean that they compared to neurotypical and other people who might just suffer from depression and anxiety and don't have autism Mm -hmm. think about suicide all nearly all the time like very constant um and you know how we had we revealed that um Suic- the suicide in males is higher yeah. than females
1: yeah it's like 75 85 percent
0: yeah um the highest number of people who commit suicide are actually females with autism more so than males and not in terms of males with autism as in like males in general like females with autism are more likely to commit suicide than males like neuro- neurotypical males with Uh, commit suicide. So, Oh my god, my jaw is like on the floor. Which uh, explains a lot why in the past I have uh, thought about dying and suicide so much. Yeah. And this is also another thing Mm. that is subconscious and uncontrollable.
1: That fucking sucks. Yeah,
0: because it takes any little thing to set it off. So... If Kay's mum listens to this, it's not your fault or dad. It's not your fault. Oh, okay. But any fight I've had with mum and dad because they've been like my rocks for my all my life, and yeah. because that relationship I believe has broken down, I have thought about you know killing, killing myself. Yeah. Um, like when I was uh when I was at you know my old job where. Uh, I was treated really badly, um, and they were horrible. Yeah. I wanted to kill myself because I thought it was the only way to... to escape. To escape. Aww. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's, it's, it's more like, you know, I'm driving on the road. Why, out If I just went into that pole, like, at 100Ks. Like, I will just yeah. die and everything will be over. Like, that's, like, sort of the solution that always comes up to make things stop. Like, the pain. Yeah. The pain stop. Um... And it is a lot easier when you have that di- that diagnosis because it makes you understand, like, you can stop yourself and be like, okay, but this is... This is my autism speaking, this is not my life speaking. Like, this is not... Like, especially recently, I've had, like, really, about two, three months ago now, I had, like, a really bad bout. And yeah. I couldn't understand why.
1: Yeah, And I
0: think it was because of my empathic attunement, because I was constantly around negativity.
1: Yeah, especially with the pandemic and shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. I wanted to, like, kill myself, and I had to, like, take a week off work, because I just could not, I could not be in public, and luckily Julian was just, like, here with me the entire time, just watching me and making sure that I was okay. Yeah. Um. And literally, as soon as I sort of got out of that space and had that week to, like, rest and recalibrate, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel it anymore. So it's yeah. like, and that's what makes it, like, really confusing. It's like, you have this like switch, like, I want to kill myself. And then it switches off again like that. Like, like an
1: impulsive thought?
0: Yeah. Like, so, for example, um, Tony Atwood was discussing this about suicidal ideation in um, autistic females. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how one of his clients was just like, I need, I'm i going to kill myself. I've had a fight with my husband. I'm going to kill myself. I need to find a rope. I need to find a rope because I need to hang myself. I need to find a rope. But wow. Because she couldn't find a clean rope. Yeah, right. Because it had to be clean; it could not be dirty. Yeah. By the end of it, she was so exhausted. She's like, oh, fuck it. I can't be bothered." And wow. then, and then it just stopped. Wow. Like it just switched.
1: Is there a reason? Have they figured out a reason as to why that is that women with uh, on the autism spectrum um, experience uh, wow words suicide ideation more than others? I think it's because of
0: that empathic achievement and like that uh, that sort of hyper hyper emotionality. Okay. Yeah. So it's like that. That's like being sad is like not sad. It's a deep fucking. Devastated. Dep- yeah. It's devastated. Yeah. Deep fucking depression. That's yeah. what I mean. That's why a lot of the, a lot of um, women with autism have been initially diagnosed with bipolar because it goes from one extreme to the other. Yeah.
1: Wow. You're not wrong. Uh, you did blow my mind again. Yeah. But that's just that. That makes me feel really sad because. Mm. And that's why, like, yeah,
0: and yeah not not many women a lot of women get missed and don't get diagnosed and they live a life of like not understanding and feeling yeah. weird and uh ostracized and all that which is something that i felt like my entire life i've yeah. never felt like i fit in yeah, and you've um, always been concerned about that. yeah and when like mum was sitting in with because mom sat in the consultation with me she was talking about and it kind of made me like so, I didn't really care too much, but it made me sad for her because I could hear that she was sad. Oh, your mommy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was just like, you know, all I wanted was like for her to have friends and not be lonely and she's always struggled to make connections and not have friends and stuff like that. I could
1: just imagine her saying that like, yeah. and getting upset. Yeah. Oh, my. Because like
0: you and I have the total opposites. How many friends do you... You have fucking so many friends.
1: So, um, I have quantity... Oh, um uh, no, I have I have a lot of friends. You here, have
0: quantity right. and quality. I have like yeah, I true. I have very very few friends. One, I like that because uh one thing that autistic females have a hard time with is that they want friendships and they want uh that connection. Yeah. But they don't keep up their, at their end of the bargain. So me not calling you or me not like getting yeah, this, in
1: contact with this, you, this bitch, which is like, oh sorry, huh? Did you call me? Huh? I didn't have a missed call. No, from no, you. no, no. When I, when I,
0: when, I, when I say that, I <laughs> when I say that, I actually mean it. But like
1: usually, usually, like it's uh... yeah. Sometimes like mum and dad will say to me, like, oh, have you spoken to your sister lately? I'm like, have you spoken to your daughter lately? Like... Yeah. And like I think I've spe- <laughs> I think there's
0: been like a good, I think the longest period that. I think the shortest period that Mum and I have not gone without talking has been recently, and it's mainly because I'm trying to organise yeah. my appointments and stuff, yeah. and she has to sit into in with them um, to give like developmental history because I don't remember shit from when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that is uh, my life so far. Wow. And uh, if you guys want a follow up, uh, yes, a follow up, and uh, you know. Episode about the rest of my testing. I th- probably won't do that until I have to. I get my final diagnosis. Yeah, and stuff. your
1: four-hour reading, writing, with me test. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get <laughs> yep, yep, that whole thing. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, this is a lot, mm. and this is all. This is stuff that you know has been rearing ahead for a while because mm-hmm. you know, mum's a teacher, and the more she teaches students that are on the spectrum, the more that she's.
0: But she's also done, like, a shit ton of PDs on it, too. Yeah, exactly. And that's the reason why she picked up on it to begin with, because, yeah. like, Dad, we very much believe that he's on the spectrum. Yes, he, um, he is. And I'm practically a carbon copy of my father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think as well, she's seen, like, things of, you know, me having breakdowns and meltdowns, and she, and not understanding why I'm having yeah. a meltdown.
1: Yeah, it's like um, as she's gone along doing these PDs, teaching these kids little pieces of clicked clat yeah. together.
0: Yeah, um, and she's, yeah, under, understood seen it in me and just gone okay i think i think she needs to get tested i think she's on the spectrum and like a couple of years ago she wanted me to get tested but i just wasn't interested yeah in it um but recently like this entire year i've been focusing on trying to find out more about myself and how i work and stuff like that because i know i am not normal (laughs) but in a nice way yeah i i guess um you're not neurotypical i'm not neurotypical so yeah that is my story Can I really quickly ask, I don't want Mm. to keep everyone for too long,
1: but how do you feel after knowing all of this? Because I feel like beforehand you didn't really have an answer. You couldn't pinpoint Mm. anything. How do you feel now?
0: I feel super relieved. And I was watching like a video on uh, Sarah Hendricks, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And she's just like, until she was diagnosed at 42, she just thought she just sucks at life. And that's what I felt like, you know, I'm not, I am not like I'm not a functional at adult, like, why can't I, uh... Why can't I be like
1: everyone else? Why can't I be everyone
0: else? Why yeah. can't I keep my house clean? Why can't I, uh, do these things? Why can't
1: I go out and socialise yeah, as much yeah. as everyone else? Yeah, 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 that sort of
0: shit. Um, you know, why am I like this? Like, what And I, honestly, I felt like a failure at life, and now I am just feel relieved, because I'm like, okay, it's not I'm a failure at life, Is that my brain works differently. Yeah. And things are going to work for me and things aren't going to work for me. And that's just it. And that's just it. And that's and that's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. It's just that the world as it is, is not built for me. Yeah. But I am very lucky to be, I know everything is shit at the moment, but I, to, to me, I feel very lucky to be living in the world that I'm living now where there is technology mm-hmm. that helps me. Because as you know, I am better through Messenger than I am talking on the phone.
1: Yeah, and also your GIF game is on point.
0: Yeah, like, and that's the thing that using GIFs instead of talking—that's how I, because I can think it, but I don't know how to express things. Yeah, and it's easier for me to talk via GIFs because also it's like with, a visual representation. Yeah. Well, yes. Also, with people with autism, people may not think but know this. But we're highly creative and we're highly visual.
1: Yeah, okay. So it's
0: easier for us to um, to express ourselves visually. That's yeah. why you'll find a lot of uh, females are artists who are on the spectrum. They're artists, yeah. which... <laughs> fucking...
1: Yeah, you're, you're always really covered in your <laughs> art, man. <Matt>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, because it's just easier to express themselves Yeah. visually. Yeah. And that's why I use gifts and stuff so technology that. has been sort of a saving grace it can also be a dangerous thing as well mm-hmm. um, but you know i'm doing things to you know stop that
1: you're learning t- you're learning about what it means for you to live oh yeah i have in to a neurotypical i world. yeah
0: i know now i have to unsus- like for me to save money because uh, i want to save money cuz julie and i eventually want to buy a house i need to unsubscribe to every single clothing uh shop or anything that i follow because when i see something i get so obsessed with them like i have to have it i have to have it i can't like i cannot not have it um and then i spend my money and then at the end of it i feel like shit because i'm like fuck i just spent yeah i spent my money yeah um and i'm like why the fuck did i buy this i'm never gonna wear it or i'm never gonna use it it's just gonna fucking sit on my my thing. Oh,
1: it sucks. Yeah. And
0: and it's because I can't get the obsession out of my head. Like I have to like I have to have it. I have to like yeah. So now, like tomorrow well not probably on the weekend, I'm gonna go through like my entire like Instagram feed, Facebook, uh, emails and yeah. up subscribe from everything because
1: yeah, you know it's necessary. It's now. necessary
0: to do it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, that's good though because that's mm. something that you've learned.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, you know, I've been like, oh, you know, I'm like too carefree. Like, I'm not meant. Like, I can't do, I can't like do things. Like, you know, I can't like sit, sit to a timeline and stuff. It's not because I can't sit to a timeline. It's like, I just didn't know how to time manage.
1: Don't yeah, know how to.
0: Fair. I've been told, like, you know, in school, you get given a, you know, you get given a timetable. You live by that timetable. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you you live with your uh, parents and they tell you what to do, so you live by them. Yeah, you hated that. Yeah, I hated that because hated it's obviously, that. you know, certain things I didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's, like, structure that's, like... Good for you. Good for you. But I. But the problem was I haven't been taught how to structure... Yourself. Myself. Yeah. Ah so you'll find that a lot of females with autism don't want to grow up Mm. because they'll have no one to take care of them because they actually don't know. So like as well, like you have to I kinda have to teach myself Mm. skills. Yeah. (laughs) In order and like this is the thing, goal setting? What's that? Yeah, exactly (laughs) like I also another thing with people with like autism, you have to tell them how to exactly do something.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, yep. So
0: when people go, oh, just, you know, um, think about how much time it will take you to do it. But I don't no, know. tell me. Tell no, 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 no. It's like, I don't know how much time it's going to take me to do it because I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Like, that's that's yeah, how I okay. Disconnect, okay. disconnect from things. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, this has been really informative. Uh, informative. Uh, my brain is so full of information that the English is not coming out properly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, I'm really sorry. I know we tr- we said we're going to keep these uh, short, but uh, this episode was a pretty yeah, yeah big one.
1: It, 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 well, you know what? This one's a special one. And yeah. I think it's so important because, I mean, recently I spoke to someone and I was trying to explain that, you know, oh, I've got cousins and my sister's partner's on the autism spectrum. They were like, what that? So I think it's so important that we took the time today to talk about this. And also it's about you and you're important. Oh, thank you. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> um, and yeah, so if you resonate on, like, with what I've said, mm-hmm. maybe you should get in contact with a psychiatrist uh, yourself. Um, I reached out to Amaze, which is an organisation mm-hmm. in Australia that um, helps people or gives information to people on the autism spectrum. Yeah. And I reached out to them, and they're the ones that passed me on to a, sick. a psychiatrist who specialises in... Autism in females in my area, like in Victoria. That's so awesome! That's so helpful. Yeah, so that's one one sort of outlet that you can, yeah, if you don't know who to mm. who to approach.
1: Well, we'll link that on the episode description so everyone has it available to them, just in case. Yeah, but that was awesome, Saria. Thank you so much for opening yourself up. <laughs> And sharing that information, I feel extremely well-informed. Yes. Um, I knew more about male autism than I do, Mm -hmm. like I said, I didn't even know it was a thing that it was different. So thank you so much for taking the time. No problem. Um, Well, to finish that off, Soraya, what is a self-care activity that you've done this past week?
0: Well, besides research and understanding myself, which Which I think was very important. And validating. um, I started started reading uh, Pride and Prejudice again.
1: I didn't see it. I saw it on your kitchen table when I walked in. I was like, I'm just gonna ignore that. Yeah, I started reading it.
0: Again. <laughs> um, I don't. I've lost count how many times I've read this. Yeah. Uh, I've, I think I've read it twice this year already. But mm. um, yeah, I'm reading it again. My copy is so fucked up. It's a bit fattened. Oh, dude, it's bit like fattened. Like it's it's not adhering to the spine anymore in some areas. I'm like, this is gonna start actually falling apart. We're gonna have soon. to
1: get you an ebook, man.
0: No. No, no, no. I'll have to... No, it has to be paper. It has to be paper. It has to be paper.
1: Well, there yeah. you go. Well, yeah. enjoy.
0: Yes. I'm all. How about you? What was your self-care?
1: Well, sorry. I don't know if you know this. And I feel like you, I'd be very upset if you didn't know this. But it's my birthday tomorrow. I know. would I,
0: I didn't realise what the date was today. I would have clicked it tomorrow, though.
1: <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> um, so, my self-care activity of the week has been, like, cleaning out my room, making sure it's all nice and neat because, like... This whole birthday year, this mm. birth year, has been roller coaster as fuck. Mm-hmm. So I just want to start with a fresh room, keep my plants nice and clean, uh, make sure they're not dead. So that's what I've been doing. I've just been preparing myself waking up on my birthday i'm very excited mm. i did all my laundry uh full loads because i was two weeks behind and i'm just waiting for my pjs to come out of the dryer because i'm like i have to wake up in my special pjs oh my god
0: they're gonna be so warm when really, you put them on tonight i'm really excited. Mm. really excited i love when like you get your pajamas
1: out of the dryer it's so good <laughs> i remember when we were little our grandmother used to have those floor heaters yeah and she would put our pjs on the floor heater and when we got out of the shower they should give them to you all nice and toasty yeah oh, that was a good memory that was a yeah. good time also helps you sleep better, yeah. Cozy PJs, mm. Oof. yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna watch uh the
0: new Paris Hilton documentary yes. later.
1: Yes, so excited. We're gonna because mm. now we've got our social bubble mm. at the moment. We're in Soraya's house and we're gonna finish off this episode and we're gonna go eat pizza and mm-hmm. watch This is Paris. Yeah, very excited. The very first keen. Kmart, oh, Kmart's first. You want to eat
0: first? Yeah, I'm starving. My stomach's going to grumbly's. Yeah, well, I don't want to go to like Kmart too late. It doesn't matter. It's semantics. So we don't want to add this to the pod. <laughs> People don't want to hear that. No one want to hear us fight. Or maybe they do. I don't know. Oh, sibling rivalry! <laughs> go, go, go! Kmart and pizza tearing us apart. <laughs> wow, that's
1: drama. <laughs> <laughs> I see, see,
0: see how that sounded funny? I practiced that in my head before I said it. So. <laughs>
1: close this off thank you so much for listening guys we appreciate y'all we love ya um all that jazz where can we reach us yazzy you can reach us via instagram you can slide into our dms tell us what you learned from this uh this episode i was gonna say from this instagram that's not correct
0: <laughs> yeah and also the people on our instagram who know me and uh, put no as to not knowing someone with autism. Well, guess what? Now you do.
1: Yeah, that poll was a bit inaccurate because you all don't have all the information you think you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can catch us on our Instagram. We are the not pod. So that is S-O-Z-N-O-T-S-O-Z-P-O-D. Uh, we also have an email address that you can uh, email us on. Saray, did you know that on Instagram there's a button that says email and you all can just click it. You don't need me to say uh, thesosnotsospod at gmail.com. Oh, that's easy. There you go. But I've just wasted all that time explaining that, so that was a bit redundant, <laughs> wasn't it? Um, you Guys, we are on Podbeam. That's our official uh, podcast provider. But you know what? You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Overcast and... There's something else, I can't pronounce it. It's all a jumble of letters, but it's available to our US listeners because we've got those. We've also got listeners in Spain. Espana! Espanol! <laughs> We're Spanish, guys. We're not being racist. <laughs> I
0: promised. Ex- except, like, you know, to piss off my grandma sometimes, I really like put on an Aussie accent. Espanol? No, no, no. I go, Hola, como estas?
1: <laughs> Yo estoy muy bien. Gracias. 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 Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, I would like some tortilla. <laughs> which <laughs> always, I could, I could go with some tortilla right now. Dude, I haven't had tortilla so in such a long time. Oh, anyway, we're getting this is getting too long. Anyway, find us, listen to us. We love you. We appreciate you. And that's it. That's us. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.